mighty listeners, and welcome to Two Peas in a Deathclaw! Ben? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Good. So, guys, thank you for joining us, episode 41. We are currently sat in um, a premiere in room. We have our refreshments in hand um, as we are in Nottingham. And desperately. Uh, yeah, desperately <laughs> trying to rehydrate from last night. Um, and we're in Nottingham because there's a flower show on, so we came up. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we got, uh, we were really lucky. We've played on Warhammer TV. So tonight, today, this morning, in fact, this morning, we have on the hobby desk. So we'll be chatting a bit about what we've been up to. We'll go into Galaxy of War and talk about our experience and how I kindly let Ben win on Warhammer TV. Um, <laughs> into the Mortal Realms, um, talking about corn. Yep, that's it. And uh, then the usual community greatness, and finally, ooh, which one is it this week? Uh, Lord, of Lord of the Rings. So we take a little journey down Middle Earth Lane. Middle Earth Lane, so like that. Like memory lane. Maybe. <laughs> Guys, grab some refreshments, and we'll see you on the hobby desk. Hi guys, and welcome to episode 41's Hobby Desk. Um, not much from Dan. No. He's just told me, he just, well, he's bought a box of Reavers that he's been meaning to assemble for the past eight months. And Oh, more than that. I bought them about 18 months ago, and they haven't got... I've opened them. You have? Yeah, I've opened them. I can hear them rattling around your Yeah, bag. all the bases fell out in my bag. <laughs> They're strapped around. So, um, no, I haven't done a great deal uh, hobby-wise. I, prior to, to coming up to Nottingham, I've put snow on all the bases of the 40k side of my corn army now. Yeah. Um, which I'm really happy with. Uh, I've still got to do the blood, but I've done the snow. And also, I went back and I re-varnished yeah. um, all the stuff that I tested dull-coated, which has really lifted it up. It's, it's changed the the look of the army quite a bit. Yeah, I um, think I think it's really I think it's done wonders because when we were up here, well, it might have been even last time, you had your army out and you were quite gutted. Yeah, actually, um, visibly gutted because it was all really dull and didn't pop. Um, and all you've done is change the varnish, um, and it looks completely different now. And yeah. that's a that's a fifty fifty satin gloss Vallejo, isn't it? Yeah. So I I mix it from Vallejo. I get. Um, it's actually, it's uh, one part matte, Vallejo matte. All right. One part Vallejo gloss. And... This sounds uh, far more complicated than it is. One part Lamia medium. <laughs> Not it? Lamia medium. Um, Satin? No. Um, thinner. It's going to go well for you this morning, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. One part thinner. I tend to use just satin straight out of the bottle. Yeah, I, um, I, I don't. <laughs> I actually quite like Vallejo matte just on its own. Yeah, because it it's got the same sort of sheen as a um, um, as a just a just painted model. It's interesting. I think recently I've tried using different varnishes for for different effects as yeah. well. Yeah. So uh, traditionally I've always just used it to protect stuff. Yeah. 
Um, but like when I did that Necromunda bulkhead, yeah, I um I deliberately matted the bulkhead, yeah, but uh, glossed the light, yeah, to yeah. to get that contrast. Yeah, that's uh, it's the easy, easy way to get things like that, sort of gemstones, and um, if the whole army is glossy, it doesn't stand out very well. But no, it's really useful. Anything else you done, this? No. What no. about you? I was just going to say actually that you know. What you did with your basin, how do you, I think that was ace because your corn arm is a long term project that you've gone through iterations of already, and it was a good chance for you to well go and playing on telly was a good time for you to sort of sit down and redo the bases. I did much the same with my wolves actually because half of them were edged in um, or steel legion drab and half of them were edged in black, and as soon as I did them all in black, it made a massive difference, massive massive difference. So. There's a lot to be... So visually on the table, especially because we talk, don't we, about the journey that your army goes on. Yeah. And we talked about how I get fr- quite frustrated. I can get quite frustrated because mm-hmm. it doesn't... The beginning and the end look different or the beginning and the continuation. Look, but if you if you tie the bases together, it, that's doesn't, just, matter. it doesn't matter. You can't really tell on the tabletop. No. Um, uh, so, which is good. And um, I've just got to do the blood now. Yeah. And the nice thing then is the demons will tie in as well then because yeah. they've got the blood on them. So, and then I think what I'm going to do is get my snowman out at home. Yeah. And just get it all out. All the corn I've got. Yeah. Cause I've not never done that. Not with all of it. Mm. Um, and, uh, it's yeah. nice to sit out once in a while. Yeah. It, it is. It is. Especially, and, especially when you have a big army. Like I think I've seen my, my space room company out on the table twice, all at once. It takes about half an hour to set the down. <laughs> so you got most of it out that time. Mike and I crushed you. Yeah, in your own house. No. Yeah. Oh yeah, that yeah. happened as well. Yeah. But I was thinking more of the gaming games workshop where I dropped pod, like oh, yeah. half the company, and then the tower just took them out and one go shooting. I was like, cheers for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what about you? You obviously you've edged some bases. You were repainting shoulder pads as well. Weren't yeah, you? so um, I had to go back and do the Inceptor shoulder pads because it's been something I've been meaning to do for a while. I hadn't realised that cream and red is the is the shoulder design for Wolfen. So oh, okay. I didn't really fancy three Primaris Inceptors being Wolfen. No. <laughs> I don't think uh, a Wolfen with a heavy drop pack is a uh, well, it's a brilliant idea, personally. Yeah, yeah. not <laughs> but, unlike you know an artillery shell <laughs> in many ways. Um, but no, I had to go back and do them yellow and red. I I suppose I've been slowly coming around to the idea that the space walls are accepting, like because there's now so much more options. We're going to talk a little bit later about Shadow Spear, which I was lucky to get yesterday. Um, the, there's now so many more options available to the Primaris tactically. So many more units and weapons and uh, war gear that you can't be so strict with your designations you know there isn't just one unit that is the fast attack unit in an army anymore there's there's going to be multiple mm-hmm. I'm listening to uh, Jess Goodwin talk on on Voxcast there will literally be the possibility that every armor variant that we've seen will have a close combat a heavy a heavy weapon and a sort of mid-range and maybe other variants we haven't even thought of so you know where, where do those fit and actually the battlefield role 
and designating them as a battlefield role makes more sense. But um, you can almost see with the Space Wars that you're, the Inceptors is a tough one. It's, it's probably the one that stands out the most. The Reavers, obviously Scouts, you know, the Inceptors are are not obviously Blood Claws. They can't be. This, this takes quite a lot of more self-control than a Blood Claw has to drop out of a ship from orbit and yeah. do something so precision. Um, so they do, they're outside of the box, but maybe they're kind of like the people who were really good, more like the Sky Claws, you know, who were really adept at doing that and just stayed in that role um, and hopefully kind of control the Blood Claws. I can see that narrative developing as those units become more embedded. Well, and also, so the thing about being a blood claw is, is there's that bit about you've got to prove yourself, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. And that that fits with the Primaris yeah. coming into the Space Wars really well, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And I've I've kind of echoed that in some of the things I've done in the painting of the army. So the Reavers, for example, have red hands because that unit that I've done recognised as soon as they came in that actually their their experience level wasn't far off a blood claws and about couple of decades um and they and the wolf scouts are like they're traditionally elite units they're really experienced space wolves so they probably felt a little bit out of place now having read the background in shadow spear have a much better understanding of what it takes to become a vanguard um and we're going to talk about that later that's there's some awesome stuff in that box um but maybe I, my mind will have changed but i still think that concept that they've they've come into the Ragnar's force and seeing themselves almost like the newbies um, and almost like a tongue-in-cheek painted their hands red to show that they're blood claws in a sense but also that they get their hands dirty <laughs> all the time um, I can yeah I quite like that I still like that so I'll keep that probably um, so what else have I done I've uh, finished painting my squick hoppers yes really really happy with how that unit turned out um, these are the original squick hoppers, yeah. squick hoppers. Um, multiple colours across those, so no, no two of the squigs are the same. Um, it provides, I think, a really nice variety. And I, I'm really happy with how I got the tone across the whole unit. Um, so I'm really chuffed with those, actually. Um, they look lovely. Well, thanks, mate. I, I'm really excited to, to transfer. My next unit is the current squig hoppers, so I'm going to be really loving like they're getting that transfer across. There's going to be some playing around with making sure it's, they still feel the same. So how have you tied them in to your iron jaws? Um, tonally is probably the best way to describe it. So they look sort of bright, but not bright. Because my iron jaws are white, but they, they're they not white. They yeah, don't yeah. look bright and ridiculous. They look sort of grubby. So I've made them look grubby-ish. Or presumably the basing as well. And the basing is the same, yeah. The basing will stay the same across all of them. What I'll have more on the goblins is like mushrooms and stuff which aren't going to be on the Iron Jaws. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it was just making sure that they looked right next to them. And because the basing are the same, they will tie in together. Because I want them to look like an, a Gloomspy Gits army and Iron Jaws army that can work together. And actually, it will be some of the units, like I said last time, but with the armour on, where the tie-in will become more obvious. Because they'll be emulating the Iron Jaws with the white and red armour. Mm. Um, don't know if we're going to have, like, the, that loon boss with a moon helmet. Yellow, maybe. I don't know. White, probably, I think. Yeah, I think that's fine. I yeah. think that will be good, actually, and it'd be a good opportunity to tie it together. Yeah. Really good. So, um, so next is the squick hoppers, yeah? Yeah. 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 If I can 
if I can maintain an element of self-control because that Shadow's bit box set is so lush. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it was great to see the miniatures in person, in person. Yeah. and um, they are all excellent. The the Greater Possessed, I love those Greater Possessed, and, and the little filthy. Walker. They're really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the um, the Venom Crawler, smaller than I thought, but actually that. Yeah. That actually made me think more that I wanted it because it felt a little bit. Because at the moment I've got two Helldrakes partly finished, and about half the size of the Helldrake. If people at least haven't seen the comparison, yeah. So they're, and I just don't need another big model, especially because I don't want one. You know, obviously, yeah, you need a unit. <laughs> need a three of them. So we'll see. Though it's not at the moment my immediate sort of hobby focus. Um, it's going to be the re- the new releases for Age of Sigma, yeah. for Corn. So, um, I think I'm I'm torn on whether to to paint the judgments and the spells. Yeah, I, I left the gap because I knew <laughs> you could say it. The judgments or the piece of terrain first. A p- piece of terrain, I love that. It's great. I really, love I love that. it as well. And the slaughter priest sat on top of it. It's just like we should talk about that later. I know, but I just need. It, not only does it look great on the table, it it definitely a functional hat, I think. Yeah. For if, a night out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That has to happen, then. Yeah, I have to, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the thing I'm most excited about, so I leave the best to last, is um, I have the pleasure of going up and sitting and having a fundamentals painting lesson with Tommy Saul, mm. um, which was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I know you really enjoyed it. That's good. Um, I've already started. I couldn't help myself, really. I'm turning into a hobby butterfly, which is completely unlike me. But um, I started messing around with the Primaris Special Edition Sergeant to to get practice some of the things that he, he taught me. Um, I'm really happy with how that's turning out so far. So it's, it's, it's a bit unfair, isn't it? Because um, I, <laughs> I really want to tell everyone all the awesome stuff I was taught. But... Um, you know, it's a lesson and it's for people to go and enjoy those things and actually it's not about guarding those secrets because it's just that when you go and learn them from someone like Tommy um, there's a huge impact it's like a, like a light bulb moment but it was about going right back to the fundamentals and learning everything from how to manage your paint on your palette to how to set up your brush and and how to apply paint to a model Um and it completely, it's completely changed how I how I do things now. Um, I'm a lot slower <laughs> applying them. And I, you know, I suppose it's about like relearning how to do something. You, you'll get far. I'll get faster as yeah, I go. Yeah. I'm really excited about like. I feel like I've leveled up a little bit. Like I've opened a door, and now, <laughs> now it's up to me to to, to make use of that information. Um, so, uh, guys, if you're if you're really into painting. Um, sometimes it can feel like, oh, what could somebody really t- teach me if I sat down? It should have, surely it's just all about practice. Nah, really, honestly, a fundamentals course with someone like Tommy is just absolute gold dust. Yeah. It's absolute gold dust. Yeah. And it's Gollum Painting? He's Gollum Painting Studios. Gollum yeah. Painting Studios, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, just going back to your point about, um, you know, wanting to tell people and stuff, I think you cannot understate the impact of going and being shown something. And it's true in life generally with yeah. stuff like that. But when I did the MKA course, when that was still a thing, 
um, Matt was very vocal about not sharing what yeah. he learned. Um, but, but actually, in, in a way, he almost, that almost undersold the impact of who you were learning it from. Because mm. I can tell you, and um, all of the techniques and what we were shown, but I'm never going to be able to do it in as good a way as Matt or is Henry Steele now in cold paint. Um, well, and there's, you can't, you cannot be. Like, I'm working on, I was working on my Iron Warriors Rhino. And when I was like, oh, I'm not sure about that. Henry Steele, who's won gold or painting competitions for painting metals on tanks, mm. is there. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, what do you think? Yeah. It, yeah. You, you can't beat that. So, and I, I did anyway, and I suspect others might. Sometimes it seems like quite an outlay. Yes. You know, yeah. it, it's you, often you see sort of 100 pound plus, um, for a paint lesson, and it seems like a lot, but, it's worth it. Oh, it's so worth it. And it's also, worth. like, I've I've done one. Yeah. And I would do some more maybe in the future. And that knowledge will stay with me forever now. So mm. when you break that down into an hourly rate over forever, it's not a lot at all, is it? No. No. No, it's not. That's but it really depends easy. what you want to get out of your hobby, you know. Mm. And you've got to pick the right right courses. Yeah, I mean, th- something like the fundamentals courses, um, certainly the one I did with Tommy, it's universally applicable. Mm. So it's not about learning how to do non-metal metallics or OSL or weathering or any of that stuff. It's it's about just doing the basics properly. And if you can do the basics properly, you, you make everything better. Everything better from how you apply your base coat to how you apply your highlight to how you apply your shading to everything. Detail and freehand the works gets better. Um so I had a great time. I had a really great time. I know, time. You, it was great. You were absolutely chuffed. It was well worth the 700 odd miles I had to drive. It's to a long it. way, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. But go check and Felix store. Go check the audiobook. Made the journey a lot faster. Like, yeah, thanks for lending me that because that was just magnificent. Wonderful, <laughs> it is. Really good. Can't wait for the next one. So <clears throat> was there anything else you wanted to cover off on the hobby desk? Oh, it's, oh, it seems like a, it feels like a short hobby desk. Well, we haven't we haven't done as much, have we? Well, I've been playing I've been playing games to get ready for the weekend. Yeah, for, for, for yesterday. So, um, no, I guess not. That's all right. Well, we can cover those off when we get into the other sections. The other sections. Yep. So let's go into the Galaxy of War. Welcome to the Galaxy of War. That's right, it is that section, isn't it? It is yeah. that section. <laughs> You're looking at me and I'm like, well, hang on, what have I done here? So, it is still chaotic in the Galaxy of War, isn't it? It's a good time for Wonderfully you, chaotic. Yeah. It's a good time to be a chaos follower, isn't it? it yeah, it, it really is. Um, where do we start? Well, because um, there is a lot. There is, there is a lot, isn't there? I don't really know where this. Shall we start with our game? Yeah, so we'll do. Yeah, so cool. we um we were really fortunate in that uh, Martin um and then Wade invited us up to play on Warhammer TV. Um, they'd heard tales of our tactical prowess and felt that that needed to be shared with the world. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so we, we've recently done that. We did that on Friday night. Hopefully some of you were able to watch that on the stream. You can go back and watch it. Um, you will need a Twitch subscription to do that. Um, if you've got Amazon Prime, I think, certainly you used to be able to do this. You could, you can have a free Twitch subscription through Amazon Prime. Oh, that's quite cool. It might have changed that, but hey ho, who's it? Who knows? Um, so we decided to go for a narrative game because that kind of suits us better. Well, really. and it was the GT weekend, and frankly, yeah, it's a lot of match play on on Warmer TV, and I didn't fancy being compared to no finalist. We don't want to make them look bad, do we? <laughs> um, <laughs> and I suppose the first thing for me is beforehand we were both a little bit nervous, a little bit. Well, you were very nervous, I was, yeah. but um. I've come to terms with uh, how embarrassing I am, so <laughs> it's not so bad for me. Um, but the guys made us feel massively welcome. Yeah, so um, was really good. Ben Bailey, Raf, and Simon yep. Grant were sort of involved. So um, in, in getting everything set up and commentating, and they were just great, weren't they? Just yeah. great talking about hobby and talking about armies, and you get big space to put your army don't you like next to the gaming table because we, we've spoken about this a number of times is that i think the biggest con in games workshop is this idea that you need a six by four table oh yes <laughs> you need a at least an eight by four table yeah if not more um one of the best things i think about titanicus is it very openly states this is a four by four game because you'll need the other two by four to put your gubbins in but we had a whole table massive table to pass stuff so it was it was loads of room it's like the most comfortable game I've ever played, I think. Yeah, it was really good, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so, we, as we said, we went with a narrative. The narrative was that we had Ragnar's favourite drinking partner was right in the centre of the board because um, I'd captured him. And my forces were trying to turn him into a Wrath of Cornblood first up. You know, I think that's quite a, a positive move forward for him, myself. Um, not sure he would agree. Probably, probably not, no. <laughs> um... So we had sentries and Ben was sneaking onto the board um, and then all the alarms go off and then Ben freed the guy and then we sort of ad-libbed in some rules that if I killed him, he'd turn into a bloodthirster because if we hadn't, then the game would have been over in half an hour um, and he burst out and then he got shot and it was it was good, wasn't it? it was good I thought fun. it was great, yeah. We, we had a lot of fun. We played through the scenario beforehand, mm. um, mainly just to remember the rules of 40k a little bit. But for me, it's been a really exciting eye-opener to narrative. Coming up with a narrative, I very rarely done that as much as I love it and I've always thought oh yeah you can change scenarios it's quite rare for me to do that like it's certainly in Age of Sigmar I've never done that I've always played match play yeah. and and I loved it man I loved it and the great thing about narrative is because we were there to, to, to just to enjoy the game yeah. um when it like I said like when it wasn't quite right when you'd released him yeah and that was it we just came up with something else because it would be fun, yeah. Don't we? Yeah. And, yeah. and that was ace. Yeah. So now we're full of ideas because uh, we want to come, hopefully, come up and and play again. And we're not going to talk about it because it's secret, secret, awesome. That's going to come good, along. It is great. Age of Sigma. We want to do that. Yeah, we're on the Age of Sigma next. So we have an awesome idea. We've got an idea for a narrative <laughs> for that. So yeah, I, I absolutely loved our game. Um, 
was totally different from our run through. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, you beat me in the run through like thoroughly. Um, Ragnar killed three hell brutes and the chaos lord, and then in the actual game, he did nothing. He just got stomped. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a bit of a shame. Well, you you did line him up for heroic combat, but you were a bit taken aback by how well your frost. I did not expect to kill it. It just went done. So So on that, I I was really happy that your dice did not do what they normally do to you. Yeah, no, I was too. The first two round, two turns, my dice, I was ready to like just throw them out the window. (laughs) It was it was ridiculous, but I that was fine because I was like, well, at least it's been recorded, so yeah, we can. And then there was a point when I it's picked up a stool in an effort to throw it at you (laughs) because you um wasn't caught on camera. Well, you had two saves to make. Double six. You needed sixes, and it was a double six, and I was just (laughs) losing my mind. So, um, do go and watch it back if you haven't watched it already, because. We had a great time doing it. We hope you like it. If anyone's got any thoughts, feedback, things they'd like to see, that would be pretty ace as well. Because we know, do want to come back and do another. We one. do want to yeah. come back and do another one, and and it would be, it would be really nice to know what you guys thought. I suppose if you've watched it. My my favourite bit was when two Hellblasters pistol. Oh my pistol whips your Hellbrute. <laughs> yeah, one Hellbrute versus two Hellblasters. And the Halbrook lost, <laughs> you know, combining the fact that they shot him a bit, took some wounds down. He had one wound left, charged in, and I was like, oh, he'll be all right. I'll activate summon outs over there. Um, in fact, that <coughs> was where you rolled the two sixes, wasn't it? Because I, I whacked so. them. Yeah. But it, and it's minus three AP. Yeah. And then you double sixed it, so neither of them died, and then they kicked him in the shins and killed him. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's a great moment. That's why games are raced, though. Yeah, absolutely. Because you never, you can never really predict. As much as match play, you can control a lot of your lot of parts of it. Still, at the end of the day, it's a chance game based on dice, and the most ridiculous thing can happen, like two helpers <laughs> shooting a massive dreadnought. <laughs> so yeah, it's good madness. So um, shadow spear. So, yeah, shadow spear. Wow, it's just wow. <laughs> So I, we, we picked it up yesterday. I mean, we've, we've spoken about the models already, but it's, yeah. and as ever, the photographs are cool. They capture a lot of him, but they don't do anywhere near as much justice. And I think that I'm really excited about what the, what this box means for the future. Not just what's in it, but what it actually, like you said, what's not in it mm-hmm. is all, is, is more exciting than actually what is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anyone hasn't watched Voxcast with Jess Goodwin, it is absolutely worth it because there's some great insights into the the, the latest because there yeah, are two Jess two, Goodwin, yeah, the, mo- the most recent one. Um, some great insights into how these the Primaris were constructed and what the you know, thought process was for surrounding them. Little things like for all of their kind of fancy new equipment and like modern techie looking stuff. The Primaris are still Space Marines, so the snipers have got like a special purity seal next to their ammunition pouch, so they can bless each round before it goes into their rifle, and that's just wonderful. That's so Space Marine. Um, so, I was, where, where should we start with it? So, the what it represents is the Vanguard force in the, in, in uh, Space Marine chapters, which almost retconned, I suppose. They've put in. 
well, sorry, Retcon, it's probably it's been intended from the start, but they haven't spoken about it up until now, is that they are have been a lead force, a sort of advanced force for, for since Gilliman brought the Primaris into existence. Um, and what it says, essentially, is that they move ahead of the lines, they do all the sabotage stuff, but they are fully functional, fully trained, fully genned up spacemen. They're not scouts. So they pack a punch, a real punch. They're heavy hitting, um, but they're, they're kind of working behind enemy lines. And I love the sort of little story in there where actually the chaos genuinely did not know what was going on <laughs> as everything was going wrong, you know. Ships weren't taking off, dams were collapsing, Titans were getting like boiled in lava because they'd opened a lava gate, and they're like, "What is going on?" And they thought they were all, you know, it was other factions in the Chaos Forces that were doing it to each other, so they were all fighting amongst themselves. And then Gilliman shows up with the Indominus crew, and he's like, oh, "Bosh!" And it wasn't until that happened that they were like, "Oh, we've been played." <laughs> so, um, so they're they're really cool. Um, so narrative-wise, and this is always a big part for me when it comes to space moves, as I want to know how they fit into a chapter and what their point of them is. They are... Every spaceman is now trained in the use of the Phobos armour, which is the um, the scout or the lighter version of the armour. And they're trained how to be vanguard marines. Um, so they're trained in all the kind of sneaking around and the you know, stabbing people in the throat kind of stuff. And then they retain that and maintain that knowledge once they finish their scout training. And they go into the battle line companies. So that if ever they're needed to fulfill that role, they can literally stick on their suits of Phobos armor and head out and do that as part of that mission. And then every chapter maintains um, a unit or a standing force of Vanguard. So for the Codex chapters, the 10th company has now been made into a Vanguard company led by a, uh, I think he's called the Master of Reconnaissance or something like that. <coughs> and we're assuming, because it doesn't explicitly say, that the 10th company now is probably pretty massive, because it's got the Vanguard Force and probably the Scouts. We don't know if they've made an 11th. Seems a little bit undecimal for Gilliman to have an 11th one, doesn't it? Um, and that unit, that force of 100, 100 Vanguard, then gets seconded to the other other companies as they're needed um, and take on the livery for, that, for those operations. Or fight as a whole company if the ch- whole chapter's gone to war, which is, I think, really cool because it 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 makes it implies that these that Primaris and Astartes now are not so rigid. Mm. They're, they're developing a flexibility that they can that has only really been there for people who wore Terminator armor before. That they now think, you know, I'm doing this mission, I'm going to wear this pattern of armor. I'm doing that mission, so I'm going to wear that pattern of armor. I've got to achieve this objective, so I'm going to take this load out to do it. Um, and I really like that. I really, really like that. Um, should we talk about some of the rules? Because some pretty cool stuff in there. I think we should talk about the better side of the box first. Yeah, we'll do that, yeah, because that's your... You can do that. So, um, unlike you, though, I haven't read through the background for the Demonkin um, side. I did look at a couple of the rules. Um, so I can't really say as much as you did. I Only that it's better. <laughs> <laughs> so... Obviously, you've got the Venom Crawler, a um, couple of the new Greater Possessed, the new Chaos Space Marines, which look ace. Yeah. The Catherine Wheel guy, as you call him. He's just stunning. Yeah. He really is. As much as I joked about the, the amount of fire on him, but he is just like a walking inferno of hate. That skull mask. Yeah, so good. So good. Sorry, I interrupted you. That's all right, because I haven't got very much to say, so you can interrupt me all you like. 
<laughs> make it a bit more interesting. <laughs> so the first thing that you turn to, because you, we, we've been really interested by what role the greater possessed have. Because when we saw the models, we thought, well, they're going to be possessed. Um, but they're not. They're greater possessed. And they are filth. They are savage. So normal possessed at the moment are not particularly effective. Disappointingly so, because it used... Excuse me, yawning. Anyone would think I was up late last night. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Do you need a drink? (laughs) I'll make you another coffee if you need... (laughs) No, it's it's okay. Oh my goodness. Right. Normal Possessed used to be really terrifying, and now not so much. Yeah. To the point where I used to have a unit of Possessed, partly because in the original Demonkin... A codex you needed one um but now i feel them throughout my corn berserker unit which actually i quite like to be honest i i really do like that because it's smattering of um yeah it's the variation yeah but these guys are insane so they are um strength toughness wounds and attacks five yeah um they can also have a legion trait yeah so World Eater's Legion is if you charge, you get plus one attack. So that could be six attacks. They hit on twos. And their weapon is a minus two rend and D3 damage. So they are tasty. So I really like them. I really like the models as well. And uh, they've got this cool rule where anyone within six or any unit within six gets plus one to their strength. Yeah, which is interesting because um, units are always considered to be within... Of themselves as well? Yeah. I don't think I think that's what would have been carried on the stat line. But it doesn't say that. And well, normally it does say that. You can clarify that today with someone. I, I, I think that they're going to be strength five. Nah, they won't. Also, they get set up at the same time, but they act independently. So you can oh, have two. Cool. And they, they can just wander around. Like mini characters, really. Yeah. Are they characters? Yeah, they have got the character. Oh, my goodness. They've got the character keyword. So they can't even target them properly. <laughs> I'm going to be getting them, taking them up, two of them. They're, they are brutal. They, they are, are absolutely up. brutal. Stick them in a unit of corn berserkers. They'll be strength six with the chain axes. <laughs> that's savage, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So they can't. I, for me, I think that's probably. The oh no, no, no! Because they're not demonic. You've got to be demonic to get. Oh, the demon units. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. So it's, it's not just everybody. Oh, that's a shame. So I imagine bloodlets don't need any more strength bonuses. They're already yeah, but they're not. Bad they don't. Use. They don't do it for bloodlets anyway, even though they're demonic, because it's got to be heretic Astartes, I think. Does it mark of chaos? Legion, yeah. So they won't um, be legion. So corn world eater demon. So like mauler fiends, forge fiends. Oh, okay. So that's not as powerful as I thought it was. No. So that's quite a limited number. Possessed, obviously. Well, maybe that's that's the thing. Maybe that's the point of them. Yeah, yeah. Bolster well, that's what I'd imagine yeah. it is. To, to, be, to be fair, I don't think that that will have an impact on a big a big impact on possess. No. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what comes out. And what goes on. Um. So yeah, really nice box. I think what I'll probably do is get separately is get two of the greater possessed. Yeah. As a start, and then I might get some venom crawlers. I don't think I'm gonna get. Because as much as I said a couple of episodes ago, I need to do a Black Legion army, and I would love to do a Black Legion army. 
Um, but no one would be surprised if you're changing your mind about what you're going to collect. No, I know. <laughs> I know. But I love my corn, and refreshing them, refreshing them last week has just made all the difference. I've just fallen in love with them all over again. Yeah. What you corn. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You're just hopelessly in love with them. Yeah. So. Hopelessly devoted to you. I should have been in Greece. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on. Um, so, the sister, yeah, no, that's the, that's not that one. So, the Space Marine ones, Vanguard Space Marines. Um, I'm going to pick out a few rules that I like because I could do the whole, whole thing because I really like a lot of this. Did we talk about Abaddon on the last one? No, we haven't. We're going to do that in a minute. Okay. Can't have all the chaos in one go. Okay, fair enough. It's difficult to stomach. So, did you know that Abaddon is coming out? <laughs> yes, it did. Ah, yeah. Um, Lieutenant. How many times is oh, this funny if I talk about Abaddon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lieutenant. Uh, so, is this there's pre- one of those dead on his base. <laughs> there is. Not this one though. That's a, that was genuinely good. I'm thrown off now. <laughs> so the lieutenant in Fable's armor, another lieutenant, but this time is is different. So he's got a grav shoot, which is cool. So he can deploy just about anywhere. Um, he has the the standard sort of reroll um, wound rolls of one within six inches. It's called tactical precision this time. Um, he's got the the new bolt car carbines are quite cool. Um, and we'll talk about those in a second for the Phobos power, but his one, Mastercrafted Oculus Bolt Carbine. Our units don't receive the benefit of cover to their saving throws from attacks made with this weapon. So the, the kind of the, the sort of overwhelming theme is that they are more accurate with these weapons. They're, they're precision shooters. I do really don't get cover in the new game, really. I just... So you have to be wholly within a piece of terrain, don't you? Yeah, your unit does. Yeah. A unit, yeah, yeah. I just, I, it's so rare it ever comes up. I, well, it, if you, if you, but can. then I suppose that's because a lot of my terrain. Think about my terrain collection. Yeah, is impassable, like big blocks. Yeah, so you don't get in it. If you have a building and you stick a unit of space rings on top of it, yeah, they got two plus arm save. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It's clearly over the top, isn't it? Um, so this is my favorite rule of them. It's called knife fighter. Any unmodified hit made of six. With this weapon, because combat weapon scores two hits instead of one. So this wonderful image of being a little little blade merchant is going to be wicked. I love him. Um, so the the next one is the bolt guns, because I think that it's quite interesting, different variants of bolt guns coming out. Um, the new bolt gun that they're carrying is the Marksman's Bolt Carbine. A, each unmodified roll of six, hit, hit roll of six with this weapon, automatically wounds. Which I just think is ace. Absolutely ace. Um, they've got a fair number of cool stuff so they can set up in a concealed position uh, any units can't set up within 12 of them so you can really if you're taking these units sort of control deep striking armies where they can be really spread your, the, them out across you know, where force them into places and then gun them down which I quite like I think you may see that start to become a theme I think there will be other things not just in the Space Marine Army. But, but can control what people... Yeah, yeah, because that's that's just another, uh, like a change, an evolution, isn't it? It also makes it an optional choice. Yeah. So you can accept that someone's going to deep strike, or you can take the units which will control where they deep strike. Um, so that's pretty cool. 
Um, what's also ace is that they've got a little medic in the unit, which has a sort of medic special rules so they can sort of help to regain a wound. That kind of goes well with the idea that they would all be operatives on their own somewhere, yeah. isn't it? That's yeah. cool. Um, Are so you imagining that you're that guy? Okay, the medic. The medic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really, I really like them. I think they're ace. Um, there's a lot of character in that unit. The stat line is, is identical to a Primaris Marine. Um, the other one I want to talk about, the last one I want to talk about, is the Eliminator round for the, uh, the Mortis round for the Eliminator squad. This is filthy. I love it. This is sniping at its greatest. So I don't know what, the, how the, there's no background on how the Mortis round actually works, but in my mind, They've got some kind of see-through all scope with a whopping powered rifle. Basically, this weapon can target units that are not visible to the firer. And they add two to the hit rolls for this weapon. So it's really hammering target. Um, and then units don't receive cover or saving throw. Uh, kind of benefits for cover to their saving throws uh, made against this weapon. So <laughs> it's just brilliant. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. So... There's no hiding from these guys. If they mm. want you dead, you're dead. Um, and the heavy one, damage one, AP minus one. So three of them can take down a minor character. What's three. their range? Uh, 36. Can they target characters? Ooh, this weapon can target a character, even if it's not the closest enemy unit. In addition, while attacking, they can choose one of the profiles. So there's a couple of profiles. The execution around does minus two AP, D3 damage. And a roll of six for this weapon inflicts a mortal wound in addition to its normal damage. So that's the one for taking down big, big tough beasties. Um, there's a hyperfrag round, which is just an explosive round, which is just fantastic. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> missile launcher. So they're quite exciting. Um, three plus weapon skills and ballistic skills there. So. Interesting. It's interesting that the ballistic skill is three plus. Mm. Like when you consider that they're specifically trained for that, and they but the mortis round, which is their standard sniping round, effectively, is an extra two, so you're never missing an extra one. What plus two? Yeah, add two to the hit rolls for this weapon. <laughs> so, unless you're rolling a one, good stuff in it. Um, so yeah, that, that I love it. And the background in there, I really, really like it. It fills the gaps for. I think a lot of spacemen players feel the same. They want to know what these new units are and why they're there and what role they fill and where they fit in the Codex of Starties. Would have been nice to have seen like um, a, a, a force organisation chart to show where they fit within it. In I wonder but... if you will see that because there'll be a new Codex at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, something worth noting. I know we say well, you've already said it once, but the the dudes. What are the dudes called with the auto cannons that are flying? Suppressors. They look so cool when you see them in a cabinet. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they look totally different. Yeah, I think um, I think that's that's been the case with a lot of the primary stuff. That actually, when you see them in person, the um, all the I like I did not get the Reaver wings until I built a squad of Reavers, and they're like this. This is just awesome. They're awesome. They're awesome. Reavers, by the way, are part of the Vanguard the divisions. I just oh, think right, they okay. choose the most psychotic ones to become Reavers. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anything else to cover off in the Galaxy of War? Uh, apart from Abaddon. That's ironic, isn't it? I forgot. After all of that, <laughs> I'm mostly thinking about lying down and curling up on this bed, to be honest. 
so Amazon. Wow. Just wow. Yeah. It is an incredible reimagining of that model. It draw it's it's it is Abaddon. Like you you know, you know, if 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 you know if you've seen the silhouette 40K, of it, yeah. yeah, you know that yeah. is Abaddon. It is absolutely wonderful. Um the best bit about him is that with him and Gilliman, I've been seeing uh, on the internet people replacing the weapons with tennis rackets <laughs> and throwing up a ball. Yeah. So that is excellent, I yeah. think. A really good design choice to be able to do that. Yeah. Um no, I, I'm going to get him to paint. Even yeah, if he, I don't do Black Legion, I, I, I just want him on the side. I just he's think. so iconic. Mm. And we've spoken um, a couple of episodes ago about reimagining old models. Um, I talked about Ulrich the Slayer and various Space Wolf models because Space Wolves are awesome. But um, Abaddon, lot of there's a lot of emotion in that model. A lot of people have been waiting for him a very, very long time. And it's pressure sculpting something like that must be, must be, you must feel like the weight of the whole community because even the people who don't collect chaos expect something like Avalon to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And as soon as I opened that community page, I was like, yes, that's absolutely perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. And I like how there's variations on it as well. Three different heads. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not just... You know, a lot of it is going to be the same for everybody. So did you see Abaddon last night? No, I did not Matt see him. Matt showed me a picture, and it's it's basically the band members from Abba, yeah. but with Abaddon's various faces. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so that is excellent. So I agree. I think he's, he's a bit like Gilliman. I probably never used Gilliman in the game, but I bought him because he's awesome. Yeah. And I will buy Abaddon because he's just phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. He is excellent. Could I, like, book him in as the thing you paint me for Christmas? No. <laughs> it does. It, it, yeah. I love him. I like that he was a big part of the backstory in... The Rise of the Primarch yeah. stuff. But he wasn't done then. And actually, I, I almost thought he was going to die. You know, and then... Well, he, he was he was and he wasn't a big story in The Rise of the Primarch. He played no direct role in any of it, other than raging in his command ship. Well... well Until he was sort of deployed right at the end to fight... There's that big battle in the caverns where the Tesseract dudes throw yeah. him companies of Ultramines into existence. Yeah. Um, and he almost gets killed then. Um, that, I suppose that's the only time he's, he was in it. But he orchestrated the, the basically everything that went down. Yeah, but I mean, when you think about the models that they produced for it, they, oh, were, yeah, they yeah, were narrative yeah. models for the for like the story. Yeah. Um, and then people could have gone with like, the normal Abaddon model for that, whereas they didn't have a killing and they didn't have a, uh, all the others. So. I thought he was going to die. He genuinely did. In that cavern, I thought for one moment the Wolfen were going to come in and just have his head off. That'll be the end of it. Wolfen can do that. You wish. You hope. No, probably not. I haven't seen the size of him now. He's massive. No. He's yeah. gone from being like little mini meter. <laughs> I think he base. could hold in his claw the old model. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that would be a pretty awesome conversion, I think. I could do a little um, 
cast it in clear resin and have like a hologram of himself in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, forty k then. Can I can I lie down now? You can lie down. You can have Thank a break. You. Right, guys. We'll see you in the water realms after Dan has recovered a bit. Right, guys. Um, this is. <laughs> We're back at Dan's house, um, and we've just recorded the Mortal Realm section, but we've just been online and seen the pre-orders for next week, and we got a bit excited, so we thought we'd record a little add-on to Galaxy on the Wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, Abaddon, or Abaddon, 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 yeah, I think it's yeah. Abaddon, yeah. Um, he's obviously on there, I'm looking very good, but what's probably the most exciting is what comes after us, because we've not seen any of this yet. No. So a new unit of Chaos Space Marines, and they are they are lush. They are very nice. They are absolutely lush. That unit sergeant looks... He looks great, doesn't he? I like there's lots of different poses as well. So that one there is very cool. That's a new one. Yeah. Up the back there. Um, I will share these pictures. I was in the middle of doing it, um, but uh, now we're doing this. So look at that guy. Your belt, belt of uh, bolt rounds, and he's hand. got a belt of bolt rounds. Yeah, that's immense. So it's a great mix of close combaty looking dudes and um, dynamic looking cam positions, but then people with bolt guns and range weapons looking very tactical. <gasps> there are enough parts inside to build two units of five, each with a special or heavy weapon, chaos icon. And appropriately sinister looking aspiring champion. Wow. So there must be loads of bits in there. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You can do close combat or long range fire teams. Oh my goodness. There's going to be loads of chainsaws. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it was only a few hours ago that I said I wasn't doing the Black Legion. It was, yeah. It was wasn't only it? a few hours ago. Oh dear. The next thing. The is... next thing is amazing. It's a Stargate. Oh, it is an actual Stargate. That is incredible. The only problem with that is that it's a, it buffs psychic powers. Oh, maybe you'll get endless spells for forty k. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. It's called the Noctilith. Noctilith crown. Noctilith crown, made out of blackstone. And oh, it can use on, to strengthen on, or weaken you... or strengthen the power of the warp. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, that's what Blackstone does. Right. It says here, used to sunder the veil and out ingress for demonic allies. Mmm. Mm. Oh, so it will probably help with summoning words. Oh, good. So I can. Use that <laughs> well, that's jolly good, isn't it? It's a, it's a stuck into the chaos realms <laughs> that's amazing and then we've got some sneak i'm not gonna lie right i quite enjoyed stargate and teal's a badass but if that happened they wouldn't do very well would they nope. <laughs> iris up <laughs> <laughs> corn cares not for your iris uh and then there's some previews of the vigilus abrace book which is looking pretty cool and a brand new Chaos Space Marine Codex. Woo! It's actually, to be fair, it's an it is an updated one. Yeah. So, and interestingly, and this gives an indication of how I suppose small the changes in the Codex will be, is what it says is, if you already own the Chaos Space Marine Codex, just if you buy Vigilus Ablaze, You'll be the set. two together... <laughs> We'll do everything you need. And at Plus, you can download the data sheets for the units from 
the new box. So yeah, so it's yeah. for free. Okay, so so what that says to me is nothing that's existing in there is going to change. But if you buy the new codex, they're they're doing all the points changes and everything from from um, chapter approved. Yeah, putting all of that in. So I'll I'll want Vigilus Ablaze, and I'll want the codex. Oh, <laughs> man, yeah, it is the time of chaos, isn't it? It is the time of chaos. Well, so <clears throat> we'll go back to the future. Back to the future. <laughs> da, 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 da. That's the wrong That's music. Lord. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh dear. Dun, 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 dun. That's the back to the future music. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, off to the ball. I am on form. For the second time. Apple Dini! <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, and uh, welcome back to uh, episode 41. We've had a bit of a break. Driven, driven home. home from Nottingham. <laughs> uh, we're now back in Dan's hobby room, um, which is a lot more comfortable than the Premier Inn. Not like 24 degrees Celsius for a start. Yeah, a lot, lot calmer. So um, just quickly, we've got a little visitor. So Joshua is sat on my leg because he's happy that Daddy's home, which is nice. Hello. Are you okay? You want your popcorn, right? Okay. Well, do you want to go downstairs then? Okay, say bye. Bye. Ah, <laughs> off he goes. Off he goes. There we go. <laughs> Just as a normal episode. There we go. So, um, Mortal Rounds. Nothing interesting's happened. Chaos! <laughs> so, a lot of excitement. Um, Been a bit of a roller coaster for you. Come on. Yeah, okay. Okay. First of all, there was a lot of excitement, um, and then you read the data sheets and got a bit upset because your army had been completely <laughs> nullified, <laughs> and then you got excited because you had to build a new one. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting um, to, to talk about. So, obviously, when the when the models were shown first, really excited, really excited to see the judgments. And the spells. Yeah. 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 <laughs> see the judgments. Um and uh, and all, all all the other bits and bobs. So loads of excitement for corn. Really happy. Um, and then just since uh, I think Saturday, Games Workshop updated all of the War Scrolls that, was that Friday you night. can download. Oh, Friday night that you Friday can night. download from their website. Um, so that app, when I checked just now, the app hadn't been updated. Usually the app gets updated after after release. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they updated the, the downloadable war scroll. So that meant that a number of changes were visible. Yeah. So, um, so changes have been that for me personally, the big ones for me is, uh, the Wrath of Corn Bloodfurster. So his ability, I've spoken about it a lot. Um, currently until Saturday, choose a unit within 16 inches and that unit can run and charge and gets plus one to both run and charge moves that's what it does at the moment um it's changing and it's going to be it's excuse me sorry guys but it's it's now a wholly within ability um within 16 inches and it's re-roll hit rolls or re-roll ones to hit Mm. something like that um so that's a bit different um raffmongers the way they work has changed, so they deal mortal wounds if they die, which is a simpler mechanic, to be fair. 
But it does mean that the original reason for doing them or putting them in the list was uh, for monsters. So if monsters yeah. hurt them. So it's not quite quite the same because... Um, well, so it's worth explaining what they, what they did before. Because, yeah, so yeah. what they do at the moment is if one does... Immediately one is removed from play, um, pick an enemy model in that they're within three inches of um, and it can attack its own unit or indeed itself. So the reason obviously good for monsters because monsters typically deal out a lot of damage. So they'll kill someone and then whack themselves. Mm. Um, so that, that was quite, uh, well, I quite liked it. Yeah. And it, it came up in our game actually. I charged that unit with Gorgor and just completely oblivious to that ability. Yeah. I mean, actually in the end, didn't make they didn't difference. do lots to the Gorgor. But it was, it was potentially something that could have gone quite wrong. I mean, it didn't help me in any way that it didn't work on me, but. You know, goblins would have been far better suited to dealing with them. Yeah. Um, so, a couple of changes there, which affect how I built my army before. Now, so I want to, I want to clarify why I was feeling a bit like, because don't get me wrong, I am very much aware that it's awesome because I get a new battle tone, and I am now in a really excited place. But um, as you guys may have gathered from listening to the podcast, it takes me quite a while to get things done. Yeah. So the bloodthirster was being worked on for over twelve months. Yeah. Um. The the wrathmongers were a long time, and it's it takes me a long time to get the army done that I want to play with. Yeah. So that when I'm playing a game, I'm getting to do the stuff I want to do tactically. Yeah. It's not just that I want to to win because that's not what bothers me. What bothers me is losing and feeling completely like you have no control at all over what's going on. Yeah. So I like to have an army where I can do things and interact so it takes me a long time to get to there i'm quite stubborn about i don't want to use unpainted miniatures which is my choice so i've only really just wrapped that sort of 1000 2000 point list to be where i want it to be and then there's this change so the my, my frustration was simply that oh, i'm gonna need to paint more things now which is gonna take me more time to to get there so that's why i felt a bit yeah. Um, disappointed, but it is what it is. It's happening. You know, it's quite a simple choice, really. I either embrace it and crack on, or, um, I don't know, go and start playing Tiddlywinks because that hadn't changed for a long time. So, nope, it hasn't. <laughs> and I don't really fancy Tiddlywinks. So, no, what I'm... I've decided instead is to embrace it. <laughs> I think, I think it's a really positive part of Age of Sigma, actually. And every time there is a new release, it does, does feel like, Almost the dynamic of an army can change radically yeah. sometimes, and I think it's it's good for keeping people on their toes, not just the people who are playing with them, but the people who are playing against them. Um, and it, it sets new challenges for people to sit down and pull through the codex and work out how they're going to make it work this time. It can feel a little bit like I've always played Space Marines for forty k, and they've never really felt much different until the Primaris came out. They've always felt roughly the same. Um, the choices that I made, you know, kept from one edition to the next, didn't make a great deal of difference. Hmm. So I, th- I think it's a great thing. What's personally. really cool is that it brings other things into play. Yeah. So units that weren't previously blood crushers, used, which yeah. I'd never really used. Yeah. Absolutely going to use them now, um, which is great because I've got eight of them painted. Hmm. Um, so skull grinder. So that's the guy. For those that don't know, he's like swinging a smoking anvil. Yeah. So they've improved him. Um, never used him before. Going to bring him in. Yeah. The 
Blood Secreta, so that's the banner guy, he has lost his ability to give immune to battle shock. Mm. Um, and also the Gore, Gore Pilgrims Battalion can't expand out his area of influence so far, like to 36 inches as it could before. However, he can now move around so he doesn't have to plant the banner for it to work. Yeah. So he can take his plus one attack bonus with him where he goes, yeah. which is really good. And also what they've then done is they've taken that Battleshock thing and given it to the Exalted Deathbringer so he can spend a command point and any units wholly within 18 inches of him don't need to take a Battleshock test, yeah. which actually is quite suitable because, well, he's an Exalted Deathbringer. He's like the, the leader guy mm. that smashes heads to keep them all yeah. sorting out. Yeah. Yeah. So... The, the stuff's still there, it's just in other places. Um, plus we get the judgments of corn, which are just cool. They look really good. Yeah. Um, looking forward to those, to, to modeling those and the terrain piece, which yeah. is really nice. I really like that terrain piece. I mean, we spoke about it earlier, if I can remember rightly. We did talk about that earlier, didn't we? I think so. It's been a few hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like that. I particularly like, I like the pieces of terrain where it's obvious that a model's supposed to be in it. Yeah, yeah. And that one is, is very clearly, aren't they? It's got the, um, oh, I came up with the name perfectly earlier. The angry dude. Slaughter Priest? Slaughter Priest on it in the picture. The angry dude the angry when dude. describing guys <laughs> in the corner. And I think I just love it. It's really cool. Nice focal centerpiece to the, to the army. Yeah. Great. I, I am very much looking forward to getting it. I'm, um, I'm quite happy to see more and more of this holy within coming in i am and i know you're smiling because you you were using it the opposite of it to um to jank me in the game that we played you're, you're <laughs> genuine shock on your face <laughs> I need a shower after using tactics like that but um no i i think it's a good thing because it it i think one of the things that it will do is change the way the setup of age of sigma is on the board how the units look what they look like rather than long stringy lines and weird little extensions of units to stay in, in catchment zones. You're going to get blobs. I think blobs are good. It's interesting in as much as this period of transition is always the more challenging part, because some armies do not have it, yeah, and some do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I as much as it, it frustrates my tactics, I completely mm. agree with you. It looks so much better, and it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, that yeah. my rather long snaky line that I then took a load of models out of. <laughs> you were just like, "What is going on?" To be fair, you know, you you were you were feeling a bit of sympathy, but then we played our game, and um, I felt no sympathy at all. That needed no, change. I know <laughs> my poor poor iron jaws. Well, you got to turn two. I did get to turn two. <laughs> yeah. At least my um, war boss did something. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> Ben's um, Ben's war boss, on foot, mind you, yeah, yeah. 30 blood letters he killed. <laughs> well, down to the last And they three. charged him. Yeah. <laughs> now, he was a bit cross. He killed his mate. He was very angry, wasn't he? I was so, really, really hoping that. It was, it was the output of mortal wounds from that unit is shocking. Absolutely horrific. Uh, but you can do against that, really. I Interesting, they're not as good, which is fine, against characters, because you can't get enough of them in. 
yeah. like getting off attacks, but that's all right. It it's can't like because the swords have only got a one inch reach. Yeah, but I've, I think, so I know you're not, you know, you find that a bit frustrating, but I think you've got to bear in mind that they're not like a uniform unit that's going in and attacking properly. They're just well, like they, a frenzied horde, should, aren't maybe they? Maybe they should you know, try that. They're a frenzied horde, so yeah. that's why they like reach one. Maybe corn should give them spears. Maybe. Maybe. Rather than having you whinging about how long their swords are. No, it's all fine. I think it's completely, completely appropriate. <laughs> I do now. You convinced me. Good. Lovely. Excellent. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Um, we, so we, we obviously just alluded to the fact we played a game. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So we talked about that a bit. Yeah. So we played 1,500 points or yeah. one, one, four, forty. Well, we played 1,500 because then we gave you a command point. Yeah, and a judge and a one of them. Yeah, triumph. I don't triumph. think I remember to use that. No, you didn't. No. But to be fair, though, you only had two turns. No, it's true. I haven't mentioned that yet, but you only had two turns to use it. Um, you were only labouring the point because I whooped your ass on community TV. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I allowed you to win on community TV because that's friendship. Yeah, okay. Yeah, focal points we played. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is. Uh, Different one. So, Focal Points has... Diagonal setup. Diagonal setup. There are five objectives, and if you control the ones that are opposite each other, yeah. they're worth more points, basically, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, you went first. You, you, you took the first turn. Yeah. And um, for, for about 23 mm-hmm. seconds, you considered holding the objectives yeah, but and taking a tactical approach. But then you just... Orked it. Orked it. And charged <laughs> forward. So, once again, the Iron Jaws showing just how fast they can go. So, you had... I did well there. I mean, I managed to get that that's, um, at least four with the battalion rule on each of them. And then the characters activated all three of my battle line units to move again, as is their rule allows. So... Uh, that's not that's not all that easy to do. You have to roll a six for a normal character and a four plus for your, for your warlord. So that was quite lucky. But when when that goes off, when it, all, when it all falls together, that's that's amazing. But actually, in the end, the reality was the damage output just wasn't there, was it? So they hit, but they you killed th- three to two Raffmongers with the Gore Grunters. Well, Gore Grunters are a funny beast. If you if you charge over eight inches, you do a lot more damage. They get there's a, I can't remember the details of the rule, but you do a lot more damage. Um, but you have to accept that you've got to roll over fifty over fifty fifty if you know it. Mm. Four plus on two dice. Um, I often don't trust that and end up going a bit closer. I should probably risk it a bit more. But when I've only got one unit of Gore Grunters, you have to put. All- do you have to? So people will will be be probably be hollering this. Do you have to charge by the shortest route? Because that if you don't, um, and I should probably look it up before explaining um, what I'm thinking of. Or taking you, a convoluted route. Yeah, um, I, I don't think of that. It going like a, a crescent. Yeah. No. No, I know you wouldn't. Well, there you are. That's your own fault. <laughs> <laughs> so we won't bother looking that up. I will look it up later, just to treat me. Answers on a postcard. So, so, not a lot of damage from them. The black, or what used to be black orcs, so what are they called now? Our boys. Our boys. So they went into the blood crushers. 
Yeah, and considering how tough that, that unit is, they didn't do too badly against it to start with, but then they just got mullered as soon as Well, they killed back. one, didn't they? That's, that's not bad for, like, they're not expensive unit. Um, and then the Brutes killed Scarbloodwrath. Without breaking a sweat, really. Yeah, I mean, they, they had more than enough to deal with that, didn't they? I should have probably done the Ard Boys against him and put the Brutes up against the... Um... Yeah, I was trying to think what the deployment... Like, whether you had that choice or whether I placed for that. I think you did, because I think Scar went down quite early. But Scar comes back, so that was good. Yeah, and, and he did come back. And he did come back. Yeah. So, so pretty much the only decent thing I did in the game. Yeah. It was nullified by... But then... My... Is he still going to come back with the new rules? Yeah. yeah. So that's still a thing. Yeah. My turn was a case of activating the banner and then just clobbering anything I could get to. Yeah. Um, And your... <laughs> <laughs> my bloodthirster charged and gave everyone within eight inches and again it's not a, at the moment it's not a wholly within ability i don't even know if it exists as an ability still in the new book um but anyone within eight inches was re-rolling ones to hit and because the bloodthirster charged they were also re-rolling ones to wound mm. so it was just a lot of dice wasn't it and a lot of goodness what's going on and yeah. by the end of that there was you more crusher left he got smashed by the bloodthirster. The bloodthirster. Well, Only no, just. You I've got, got 11 wounds. You got the second turn. You got the. Um, yeah, I got the double turn. Yeah, you got the double turn. And that was it. That was it. Which really. was obviously. Because if, if, if I'd have got the second turn, then yeah. I'm more crushed would have killed your bloodthirster and then just wanted to throw around about it. That's how I'm going to see it. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I think that's fair, but that's not what happened. No, so it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what happened. So, but. Well, I don't know. It's probably not fair for me to judge whether it was a good game. Like, it was nice to play you at Age of Sigma. I hope you enjoyed it a bit. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind winning or losing. It's the spectacle. And with my orcs, it's all about running it and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to use my squig dice. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, you did get to use your squig dice. I can't stand. I love the squig dice for being squig dice. They are very funny. Yeah. Uh, but in general, I'm not a fan of faction dice used in the game because I don't trust them. Well, I don't trust you, so. Well, that's nice, isn't it? And yeah. the trouble is, it breaks. It's my own thing to deal with. It's fine. I don't care. I know that I have to deal with it. But because I don't trust them, it didn't matter. Like, we were playing, we're having a laugh, but, um, it does affect my enjoyment of the game because I get convinced. I convince myself that they are not fair. They're not balanced. And then it winds me up and I get all like, it's like the Legion dice when I play Tom. I flipping hate playing against the Legion dice because they just seem to roll a lot of sixes. And probably if you sat and you wrote all the results down for a game, mm. they're probably not too bad. But I get convinced by it and then I get annoyed. But that's my own count, really, isn't it? At the end of the day, I'll stop being such a <laughs> moron <laughs> about it. It was funny, though, trying to keep the dice on the table. Yeah. The squig dice. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. They're amazing. So if there's one other thing I think, um, moving on from our game, I'd like to talk about is this sneak peek that keeps coming in. Um, opening the vault. Oh, yes. power or whatever they're calling it. Um, what do you think it is? I really, really hope that Sigma hasn't done anything dodgy to build a storm cast because that would be 
a bit of a shame. I was a bit gutted when I found out the Emperor had made a deal with Chaos Powers to create the Primarchs. That was bad enough. <laughs> what do I think? Is I, do you know? I don't know. I have no idea. Forbidden power. Have you seen the little video? Yeah, with the gates opening. And then there's all like the souls inside. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say it's going to be... I wonder... I don't know. Mm. I I wonder if it's going to be the... um, Like the souls... Because there are... Stormcast... Not all Stormcast can be reforged. When they can't be reforged, they go in these statues. They go in the statues along the the um, avenue of woes. I think they call it or something like that. Yeah, and And if you listen really quietly, you can hear them wailing. So I wonder if it's going to be to do with that. Wouldn't oh, imagine if it was like animated constructs, bit like Wraith Guard, powered by souls. Yeah, I don't think the the people of order would be all that chuffed with undead being used to. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. If you just looked up Scar Bloodrath. Yeah, so now... Sorry to go off on a tangent now, but when he comes... He comes back at the end of the movement phase instead of at the beginning of the Battleshock phase. So that means he's going to get a chance to charge when he comes back. (laughs) And what you do instead, you don't... No models have to have been slain other than him. Whereas at the moment, eight models have to have died that turn. And you roll... But you roll two dice... And it's an 8+, plus, which is very apt, isn't it? An 8+. plus. That's a lot easier. It's not a lot. You don't be ridiculous. So you've got co-op models, and then what, and what does he come back? A 4+. plus. So that's a 50-50 chance. That's not a 50-50 no, 50 50 chance, chance, is it? So there you are. Take that back. No. <clears throat> Absolutely not. <clears throat> Do you want to get them all printed off and then you can just read them and people can listen to you read them, but the uh, war scrolls? No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Forbidden Power. Be interesting. I'd like to hear what other people think. Yeah, well, uh, let so us know. They can let us know what they think the Forbidden Power is because I'm quite interested. They keep t- oh, they're so good at this kind of, just this little tiny bit, like a little, this little tiny bit. Yeah, I know. Didn't it? I'd almost forgotten about it when they released it, like the second video mm. at Gamma. Um, so there we go. Um, where are we at? Is there any more to talk about in the Mortal Realms? Um, we were going to talk about your um, your tournament, but that ended up not happening because little boy had. Because she won very well, yeah. So we didn't do that. Um, I know it's not strictly Mortal Realms, but we did play some Blood Bowl. That's Mortal Realms. Ish. I don't I imagine it happens in the Mortal Realms. Let's talk about that, because that was awesome. That would survive. Nuffle would survive, wouldn't he? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so we played some Blood Bowl. We, um, in our usual organised way, we rocked up to Warhammer World with Blood, to play Blood Bowl, uh, with teams, a pitch. A pitch. We had the pitch, didn't we? To our some dice. Yeah. And the template. Please. Oh, and the templates. Yeah. No dugouts. Nope. No rules. Nope. No almanac. No almanac. Um, didn't know the stats of our players. No, but did find out that they're on. Um... But luckily enough, yeah, they were on Battlescribe, and Baz very kindly lent us 
All the gubbins. All the gubbins. So we got to play. It was great. Yeah, it was good. Um, couple of solid touchdowns for the Orcs and a couple of fantastic touchdowns for the Goblins. It was just <laughs> unbelievable. So in the first drive, I got set upon by a guy with a chainsaw. Yeah. In the second drive, I was set upon by a guy wielding a ball and chain. Yeah. And in the third drive, I had a bomb thrown at me. It's all completely legit. Proper goblin shenanigans going on. <laughs> um, and then a goblin thrown at me. Yeah. Who but it was a just touchdown? wonderful, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just, well, the best bit was when the ball was like near my end zone and you, like you were making a run for it. And then my orc came over and tackled your guy, but knocked himself down as well. And yeah. then another one come over and fell down, getting yeah. there, my trying goblin, to go yeah, for it. My and fell down. came down and knocked himself down. Another orc came over and got knocked down. And then the original guy just got up and was like, oh, picked up the ball and <laughs> scored a touchdown. <laughs> Amazing. Brilliant. So that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm I, I loving that game more and more every time I play it. We have it is yet good. It to just make takes it through. a long time. Yeah, we've yet to make it through to the end of the game. No. We always finish at half time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it, I think, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Hopefully, yeah. by next time, I will have got my hands on the book. And you can give us a proper. And I can talk about it properly. Um. Yeah, no, that's it, isn't it? We yeah. don't want to give tip because we, we spent most of our journey back in the car when I wasn't asleep talking about our plans for. Uh, um, we'd really like to go to Warhammer World and play on telly again um, doing Age of Sigma and do Age of Sigma and we want to do a narrative thing so we've been talking about that So, but we don't. We said earlier actually we don't want to give too much away because it'll be fun right, little tiny and also if we talk about it we might have to do it <laughs> <laughs> little Instagram shots of like tiny bits of what we're planning right dudes let's um, move ourselves on to the community section yeah lots of stuff about that um, we'll see you on the other side of that <laughs> swear at me just because the community can't see it they know they know you're a bad person hail glorious community guys I don't know. What was I going to say? Welcome to the community <laughs> section of episode 41. I'm a little bit off tune today for some reason. I don't quite know why. Um, but it may have had something to do with Apple attempting tunes. to fall asleep in the bathtub yeah. at two o'clock this morning. So, um, but who knows? So community section, as ever, going to start with our shout outs. Yeah. Um, guys, please, if there's someone, obviously games which we're doing, they're pretty awesome hobby heroes um, thing at the moment. It would be really cool if you guys know anyone that you think is worth a shout out. Unsung heroes. Unsung heroes. Please, please tell us. Because one of the things we've chatted about in our trip up and back from Warhammer World is we would like to try and do um, even more of these shout outs and highlighting the people out there who are doing some amazing stuff um, and just deserve it, really, because... You know, you guys post loads of great things and we we love it all. And it's really, really nice. And if we can give any recognition and, um, you know, what struck us is we were 
we were fortunate enough to get some recognition from a couple of people over the weekend and it meant a great deal to us so you know we want to try and give some of that back as well so if you think of anyone let us know please we'd be we'd like that um so ben you do is it instagram all instagram no no i've got one from twitter from twitter now i do well i do all of them but i branching out i tend to find that the things i tend to find instagram for me the easiest way to find models so i spend most of my time on it um the first one i'm going to shout out is from instagram though um, Pharaoh Miniature Painter, um, Pharaoh spelled as in Pharaoh Islands. Um, he's been working on some Dark Angels and I just think that his colours and blending and the, the, the overall aesthetic of it, I'll show you the pictures of his Dark Angels is really, really nice. Um, I've been looking at his stuff to look at where he places his highlights for shiny armour. Um, I find it really, really useful to do that with him. He does some great non-metal metallics on Stormcast. Um, and if you're interested in looking at light placement on models and using really pushed up contrast to get some really nice shiny looking armor, particularly if you're Dark Angels, because that's his most recent stuff, um, then I would have a check out of his profile. Um, next one is the one from Twitter. Um, this one is just a wonderful example of object source lighting by uh the account is Shumali S E U M A L E E it's at Ben Alame or Alame so Ben A L A M E. Um and this is a Mordheim gang. Oh yes, yeah. And yeah. so they're in the night carrying torches um with the torches reflecting off of the off of the unit and they they're just absolutely brilliant. Um, and I think if anyone's interested and in looking at object source lighting, where the object source lighting is like the primary focus on the model, um, and yet it does nothing to, to deter from them at all, it, it's really complementary to the whole, whole unit, then that is a great little thing to have a look at. We'll obviously put these, um, posts up on our, uh, show notes so people can find them really easily, but they're, they're, the two I'd like to shout out. Um, a third one, who we have shouted out before, but um, I'd like to shout him out again because what he's working on is at the moment is different from what he has been before. He's been um, working on an undead horsey. Horsey. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was quite different from what he, uh, I normally see him do, which is um, a lot of armour plates um, on um, space rings and that kind of stuff. Um, but this one popped up, and I absolutely love it. it the The colours and the the quality of the non metal metallics all put together is really, really quite stunning. Um, and then it caught my eye. And maybe look, go back through his profile. <laughs> He's been doing a lot more um, other stuff recently that I hadn't noticed him do. So one of the things that really struck out is that do you remember the Elder um, Inquisitor model? Yeah, in the Inquisitor game. Yeah, he's done that. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, which I haven't seen in a long, long time. Um, was really nice to see. So, um, if, I know we've shouted him out before, but if you, um, haven't seen his stuff, then I would really suggest checking him out because, um, he does a variety of really cool things. Um, and it's gorgeous. Laserhead 3000. So that's me. Over to you and our hobby forum, Dan. Hobby forum. So as usual, hobby forum's been nice and busy. Yeah. So we'll start out with the competition. So the grime competition. Um, again, some really cool entries. Thank you very much 
to everyone that's entered. It's been really, really awesome. appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's really great to see. Um, and thank you for everyone that's voted as well. Yeah. So that's really good as well. It's always nice to see stuff. Like I said right at the start about recognition. Mm. Um, and I don't think it might not be the case for everyone, but I don't think I can understate the, the sort of, I don't know, hobby lift you can give, even just by liking something that somebody's done, yeah, let alone commenting. Comment, yeah. And it's, you know, we all have times when we're, we're painting things and we think, oh. Mm. So, you know, please do, if you've got the chance to, take the time to like things and comment on things yeah. um, because people will really appreciate it. So thank you to those that do. Um, one of my personal favourites was uh, Rob Davies did a really nice uh, Blood Warrior in a bone colour scheme, which great, is different. Yeah, really nice. Really. really nice to see that. Um, but on to the winners. So in second place with a mighty 14 votes, um, Ben Chambers and his very nice... Um, Primaris Captain. That's the Gravisama one, isn't it? That's the Gravisama one. Un- yeah. un- undisclosed Legion yet. Undisclosed chapter. Just trying to work out what he's trying to decide, isn't he? So, um, but really nicely weathered. I love the base. Yeah, it's great. It's I really like the lovely. chipping. Like the rub- He does. He looks like he's been fighting for ages, doesn't he? Yeah, it's great. It's really good. Love it. So that's good. And um, the winner. With uh, twenty votes, is John Hammer. So he's um, he's done his Goliath, and um, well, he looks great, John. I yeah, love that he's got a chainsaw. Yeah, it's really good. The weathering's really nice. The glow on the flash pistol, very yeah, good. Yeah. Very nice. Um, glow against the grime is a very good contrast. Hello, Joshua. Hello. You want a chair? Okay, We've, the little visitor is back today. <laughs> um, he's come in to raid my hobby room. Okay. So we've got our co-host back, our mini co-host. He's sat on a chair. He's sat twice on a the great size big of ours. chair. He looks like a tennis umpire. Cheese, <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>, daddy. <laughs> so, um, thank you guys. They're really good entries. Uh, Shiny is... The next, the next one. Yeah. Um, announced the winner episode 43. Yes. Yeah. Um, still so, two weeks And to then go, it will be time then. That'll be three then. So then it'll be time for a quarterly put, yeah. put them together, pick yeah. the best out of all three and, um, somebody will win something cool. Yeah. Which will be good. So right? shiny yeah. isn't about just the obvious shiny. It's, it, it, you, you can sort of think outside of the box a little bit. Like, we've we've already had one entry where it was still a mania um, unit of... Uh, I can't remember what they called them, though, but basically Robin Hood and his merry men. Yeah. Uh, done with gloss varnish on, um, which looks ace. That's, I think it's really cool, because still a mania was... Have your army, make your army, make your army list, never change it, gloss varnish it twice. Yeah. And uh, play with it forever. And learn to play with it, yeah. And then if anyone ever beats you, it's because your army stays the same. And if you ever win, no one can ever take it away from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Um, so that was those. So that's great. Thank you again. And then our shout-outs. So we're going to just go find them. Now, one of them that I really liked was um, a corn army, but done... Unsurprisingly, I suppose that it was a corn army, but done slightly differently with bone trim. 
Did you yeah, see that one, I dude? did see yeah. that. Yeah, it's very good. Um, so that was done by Brian Dennis. So, Brian, big shout out to you, mate. Um, one thing I'd really like to know, as you say you've got it ready for the new Battle Tome, is how you get on with it. Um, be really interested if you do play any games and can take any pictures, um, give any thoughts and feedback. Um, I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear what you try um with your with your corn so great nice to see a, another corn follower we need more of those definitely mm-hmm. um i don't see too many space walls which is good i'm pleased about that <laughs> we don't want too many of them do we really um david hardy has put a rather nifty looking what is he it's from what space, is crusade. space crusade yeah, yeah it's great guy huh? so he is very shiny so that is looking really good and i can't wait to see that finished i think yeah, that's excellent that is really good really nice they really were nice, nice models actually they were well ahead of their time for, for uh, Chaos Space Wolves. Oh, no. Yes. Ian Cox has done some Space Wolves. Yeah, well, he's, he's obviously <laughs> a man with good taste. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Ian, thank you, mate. Thank you for posting them. And um, uh, finally, for this time round, John. John Askham's been up to it again, doing some wonderful Blood Angels. One with a purple glow on these guys. Really like them. Yeah. Really nice, John. They're very good. I like the colours he chooses for his um, Blood Angel armour. Yes, yeah, it's really nice. Yes? Yes? Do you like them? Do you like them? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so um, we have had someone contact us by email um, asking us to give a shout-out to a group um, in Birmingham. Um, So, hi, Matt. Thanks for getting in contact. Uh, The group is Meeple's Mayhem, um, and he tells us they're a great place with lots of support for all sorts of games. He's recently started to get back into 40k, um, and they've been really awesome in helping him to do that. So, uh, Meeple's, Mayhem, Meeple's Mayhem, we will post, obviously, post the link onto um, the community pages and onto our show notes. So, thanks for getting in contact. And if anyone else uh, has a good experience with a club or would like to shout out their local club, then please get in contact. We will do that for you. And as ever, um, guys, please don't forget the upcoming uh, Roll Dice event bristol city open yeah um that is getting closer every every moment it is um so please check that out um john who's uh who's behind that and organizing that is john ask him that yeah, we've just we've called out. just shouted out so as you can see a really active hobbyist as well there's a demon here <laughs> <laughs> not even sure there's words involved very good <laughs> right so um Let's do uh, the upcoming calendar and we'll start with Curtain Games. Um, so, March the 23rd is X-Wing Deluxe Wave Championship. Um, March the 30th is a two-day 40k event called the Cotonian Crusade. Uh, and April the 6th is Organised Play for Kill Team. We were just talking about Kill Team, actually. Yeah. I think maybe in the next episode we could cover off our thoughts on Kill Team. Yeah, I think we? Yes. That'd be good. That'd be a good section to stick in. Um, so moving on to Terra Games, they have um, pre-release for War of the Spark, which is uh, Magic the Gathering, uh, which we don't talk about a great deal. Uh, it's very popular, but we can't get involved because we just spent too much money on yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Last Man Sitting Chapter 6 is another one of their mental painterthons. So I full respect to anyone who's done them. I did a number of them in Games Workshop Plymouth. Um, and nearly passed unconscious. <laughs> um, and July the 9th is the Terranian Open War. Um, so that's what they've got listed on their upcoming events. 
Do you want to do Bristol Independent? Well, I, I think I think we do because Joshua's spotted it, and so he's asking me what it is. So um, we'll do Bristol Independent Gaming. So events at Bristol Independent Gaming. So we have um, Counter Attack 2019. Um, that's on the 23rd of March. Um, then there's a Kings of War tournament, uh, and that's on the 30th of March. Um, again, on the 30th of March, you've got the monthly X-Wing tournament as well. Um, on the 6th of April, a Bristol team tournament. I'm just going to click into that, see if I can quickly work out what... Uh, what is it? Oh, it's a War Machine and Hordes event. There we go. Um, we found that out. Big Day Out, which is the one that you were excited about, Ben, on the 7th of April. So yeah. that's the, the Middle Earth strategy battle game. And the guys up at uh, Warmworld were saying that their recent uh, Middle Earth uh, tournament was went really, really well. They had 120 loads. people, yeah. didn't they? So, so that's, that's great, amazing. great to see. Um, then we've got on the 12th of April, it's Kill Team Friday. 13th of April, it's the Big Bristol 40k GT. So that's the 13th and 14th. And there's a lot of interest in that. <laughs> Um, so, Tom Carter's got in contact to us with us for an event that was held by the Yak Tribe Forum, um, which we will post some pictures of. Um, a fantastic Necromunda event with some superb boards. Um, so, have a look at that, and um, we will get in contact. Or we'll put up some um, some links if there's an upcoming event for those guys, because I think that's one of the best Necromunda events I've seen. Uh, Barb's Model and Games have got an upcoming tournament. Um, let me just find the details for that. It's a organised play 1K um, at uh, on April the 7th. Coming up. And finally, Darkstar Gaming in Plymouth. They have uh, 24th of March. They have a Mantic Games Day. Um, well, they're not running that, actually. That's at Layham Community Hall in Plymouth. Uh, on the Sunday the 24th Where? of March. Liam Community Hall. Liam. 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 Same stuff. Liam. Liam. <laughs> Devonish. Uh, Warham Champions Tournament at Darkstar Gaming on the 24th of March. And um, a Warhammer 40k tournament on the 30th of March. So loads of stuff coming up, dude. There's plenty of events for people to get involved in. So the demonic presence has left now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just popping in now. Yeah, sorry about that, guy. Um, well, as you know, we're family. We're always chatting about family and fitting in family. And to be fair, Harriet has been absolutely amazing. So she's looked after Joshua well. Um, we've, been we've been away. So and the same to Joe, obviously as well. I won't forget that. Um, don't want to get in trouble. But anyway, yeah. So Friday. <laughs> um, was it, when did you come up? Thursday night, wasn't it? Thursday so night. Thursday night, all day Friday, all day Saturday, now all day Sunday. So we've only got back in the last couple of hours. And he's excited to see And us. he's very excited to see mostly Ben. Yeah. He doesn't say that. But it is funny because when I ring him up, when I've rung him up over the weekend, he's like, where's Ben? Where's Ben? <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm here. Um, so that's why um, he keeps, popping, he keeps in popping in to say hello and uh, and have a little chat. So... Um, thank you for bearing with us on that. I think that's our run. So that was of all events. our events. So lots oh, of great oh, events. I did say the UK Expo date come up. Um, is that June? Yeah, I think it's June the second. I think. Uh, what I really liked about this is um, they have made a point of, of talking about how it's 
um, what they've got going on for the whole family, which yes. is really cool. And they made a real big point of it. And there's actually even a section on their website talking about the sort of stuff that is there for everybody. So um, I th- I'm trying to find a date for you now, guys. It's the 31st of May and to June the 2nd. There you go. 31st of May to June the 2nd. Awesome. So I think- 31st of May is the due date. Maybe two. Won't be going to this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that's it, isn't it? Covered everything. Yeah. Uh, other than to just reiterate once again, guys, thank you so much. Two hundred and twenty-four of you in the hobby group now. Um, and what's wonderful is seeing more and more people saying, "Hi there." You know, I've been watching, but I'm going to post something, and people just putting up their work because we just love it. Yeah, we really do, don't we? It's just ace to see it, and um, and it's a nice positive environment as well. So. Yeah, yes, absolutely. So that's a big thank you as well, because um, as as you guys are likely aware, that there's a lot of environments on social media that are are maybe not as positive um, around the the wargaming hobby, and you see comments, and and we don't we don't. We don't want that. We don't want that. Uh, we don't need that in in the hobby. For, in in our view, say so thank you so much because it's a real positive place to come, really positive place to post stuff, and that's because of you guys. You know, we just sit and sort of read it, amble <laughs> our way through a podcast in in some kind of pretend professional manner. <laughs> don't we? So, uh, uh, on to the next awesomely professional part then, which is. Middle <laughs> Shall I do the Back to the Future music for this one? <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, and welcome to Middle Earth. So this is our regular bimble through Middle Earth, just because we absolutely love the game, um, and we are super excited to see it back. And um, But we don't um, play it enough or paint it enough, really, to be able to do it every single time we do a podcast, but we are um, doing it this week. So what have we got out? Well, I think what's exciting I want to talk about first, is that Battle Companies is getting a revisit. Is it? Yeah, so Battle Company have announced that Battle Companies is getting a bit of a revisit. Um, they can't, it, the article actually says they can't say a lot about it yet. There's going to be a 128 page supplement. Uh, it's going to re- revamp Battle Companies and it's coming out very soon. So uh, what excites me about this is Battle Companies is how I got my current Mordor army off the ground. Yeah, um, I've yeah. played it in the past and really love, I love battle companies and I think it's a great fun way to get anyone that doesn't currently play yeah. started. Um, so we should, for the people who haven't or don't have a clue about what battle companies is, that's so battle companies is a real small size. So you start off usually it's, it's, it's dictatorial on what you start off with, or it rigid, currently yeah. is. Yeah. So, um, for example, I think the Mordor Battle Company is nine models. Um, elves are only about five, I think. Yeah. yeah. And one of them is your leader, and then you have two sergeants. And those guys are able to... They basically act as heroes, but, yeah. but very low level. They're not like the uber heroes. And then, as you go through the game, you earn experience and influence... 
and you can use that to recruit more followers or buy equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got its own scenario set up. And what's quite fun, or what I enjoy about it anyway, is that you roll on a table to see what it's going to join your war band. So you can have quite a mix of things to paint. Yeah. That's quite interesting. Yeah. Um, and you can influence that a little bit. So you can use your um, influence, I think it is, <laughs> to change the dice roll slightly. So, so you don't have to completely be a woman of the dice. But it's nice because it's small games. Yeah. And they take about, oh, I don't know, half an hour to start with. And they, it's a, it is a great way of slow building force. Uh, and uh, when it comes to Lord of the Rings, there's no structured army list. You can pick and choose from anything from your from your faction, or even across evil or good, you know, the whole factions. Um, so it's a really nice way of, of starting out. If, you, if you've never played Lord of the Rings before, but you really want to have a go at it, and we have been asked that question, where do we start? We, we both think battle companies is the best place to start at the moment. Yep, absolutely. Well, um, because you don't have to have a hero miniature you can literally just buy one box set yeah yeah and call a guy yeah yeah and that's what i did to start with yeah and then like if you want a banner you can get that and then before you know it you got because what you can do and i I think i spoke about this when we first started coming all the things is so if for example you get add a warg rider well you can't buy a single warg rider anyway unless you find it on ebay obviously um so you buy a box of six and then paint, I would say, paint four of them as wild riders and two what riderless wags because they can stick around. So then you've got your one for battle companies, but in the background you've got these other ones. Yeah. And if you do that each time, so like, oh, a Mordor, a Moran and Orcs joining me. Okay, so I'll buy a box of Moran and Orcs. Well, that's now 24, I think, again, isn't it? Because they doubled them up again. So you might not want to paint all 24, but if you painted 12, and then so, six. Yeah, or six. Yeah. So as you're growing your battle company in the background, your Lord of the Rings army is growing as yeah. well. And before you know it, you've got quite a sizable force. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And the lovely thing about Lord of the Rings miniatures is they... Because they're smaller. They seem to reward you for a basic scheme even more so in some ways. Yeah. yeah. I think. Um, so yeah, that's, that's good. And we've got some new models that have been shown off haven't we well let's go back to elf elf helm yeah so at the moment we are we're still expanding the characters for pelinor fields effectively um and the um the gondor at war book so elf helm is a rohan character um and he's been done as all of them all of them seem to be coming out now and foot and mounted which is really cool um he's foot and mounted got that classy rohan armor has got a helmet that i've seen which um, I always think one of the most distinctive parts of Rohirrim is his helmet, but um, I really like the model. Saw it today in person, liked it even more. Um, when I get myself around to doing my Rohirrim, he's on the list. Absolutely. It doesn't say what his rules are here, though, um, so I might have to look that up in the Gondor at War book, see if that's in there, but... No, it doesn't say about its rules. So, yeah, what I really like about the Rohirrim models is that they they're always either fully on heroic, so standing like on the on the ridge, looking out over the plains, or they're full pelt on a horse about <laughs> yeah. to stab something in the face. Um, so it's a cracking model. Um, and then we have, so we have Alfhelm. No, Alfhelm's you just said, isn't it? Dernhelm. Dernhelm. Dernhelm is Eowyn. 
Eowyn. Um, in her disguise. So, um, she has been seen before, but got some better pictures. The horses are just incredible, aren't they? We saw when we were in Warhammer World, Nick Baton's oh, Rohan amazing. army was in the cabinet and it, just amazing. Just but it's really not aged. Nice. No, no, it's incredible actually, really. Um, those horses were looks. so revolutionary when yeah. they came out that it's brilliant. Yeah, and they've just built on that really with, yeah. with this. So again, foot and mounted for both of them. Um, I suspect that you've got the same thing with Mary and Gandalf. Yeah. Yeah. It's so all, you can take one or the other off. So with, with that model, just to, for people who don't know, you can have well, the mounted version, you can have Gandalf and Mary on the horse, but there's the option within the model. And you don't have to stick Mary on, so you can take Mary off, so you can just have Gandalf on his horse, which is a really cool thing. And they've That's done, amazing, isn't it? They've, they've done the same with um, Eowyn and Pippin. And they don't show the unhelmeted no, heads, but... Um, Mary, I've got it wrong. Pippin's on Gandalf, Mary's on Eowyn. Yeah. Both the same. <laughs> Little hobbit men. <laughs> Goodness me. Um, but you can have a helmeted head and an unhelmeted head for Eowyn. Not both at the same time, because they were, she didn't have two heads. Yeah. There's but, only one part of the battle where she whips her helmet off, and that's to... Stab to sh- the Witch King. Shove it up the Witch King. <laughs> there you go. You could uh, you could change... Make it so the heads are changeable and do it at just the right moment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's a pointy spear serpent man. Oh, no, he's called Raza. Yeah, Fang of the Serpent. The personal body- bodyguard of Suladan. I see. I don't. These names must be coming from characters in the book, but I don't remember them at all. So it, what's really cool for me is I kind of, I want to go back and read it again yeah. to, to get these people out and see who they were. Yeah, I like the next one. Looks like a proper swashbuckling cam. Um, yes, a character for corsairs. Yeah, really nice that, isn't it? That whip is very well done. Yeah. The interesting thing there is he gives an ability to. Um, allow friendly Corsair warrior models to re-roll a d6 in the dice yeah. roll, but if they then still lose, he whips them, and they take a strength to hit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is ace. That's a quite a cool little dynamic. Yeah, it's different, isn't it? It's nice seeing these different rules. Yeah. Coming up. I imagine we'll get some... Well, it'd be nice to see some dice for the factions that we haven't had dice for. So there are Rohan dice. There are three Hunters dice. There are. I shouldn't imagine the Lord three hunters dice. dice will stay around for too long. No, because the Gondor and the and the orc ones, or the good and the bad ones from when they came out with Pelennor, I didn't see them today. Oh, well, I've got the ones I want. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> my, I'm all for the community. <laughs> I got my stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but it would be nice to see them come out for the corsairs and for the serpent. So yeah, nice. uh, well, the I, thing I love about sorry, I'm going to cut you off because oh, I never have. I think what I've got to say is more interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I love about the dice for Lord of the Rings is you do really just need one pot. Yeah, like like when you buy your Blood Bowl dice, yeah, and your Necromunda dice. I don't mind buying those dice. Well, I don't really mind buying dice anyway, or indeed anything from Games Workshop. But anyway, I don't mind buying these dice because you're only buying one set. Yeah, which is Ace. Yeah, so you feel like you can have all the cool bits. Yeah, 20 isn't quite enough, is it, when you think about... Oh, not for 40k, 40K no. you, need, you need at least 40, really. No. Well, and also, I, I don't really like, like the big 
bigger size of the dice for the yeah for the for for, for when you've got to roll loads of them. Yeah. I like the slightly smaller d6. Yeah. Um, that games would do. Um, but it's not. It's fine when you're only rolling five or six. Yeah. At most, really, don't you? It's very rare you roll more than that. I can't think of one. Well, she's using the mummy kill. So yeah, so some exciting stuff. I think we're going to need to make some kind of Lord of the Rings pledge. Not now, well, but for pledge. the next one. Yeah, just because we talk about it, which is Ace, um, but we, we haven't actively done any Lord of the Rings hobby for quite a while now. I put together so many things Yeah, that I got burnt out of it. Yeah. Now, like, literally, like, almost 100 goblins. So. Do you know what I'm going to do? By the next time we talk about Lord of the Rings, so that's Four and a half weeks. Yeah. I'm going to paint a Lord of the Rings model. Alright. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to do that. I don't know what. Might do the troll. Okay. I'll, um, I'll, I will make a similar pledge. Yeah. I'll paint a goblin. You're going to paint a goblin. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to paint a troll. Right. Okay. <laughs> no, but I think that's a good idea. It's a good idea. Cool. cool. Jinx. Uh, what I am excited so, about with these, with these umbars and um, the, the corsairs and the the serpent warriors, is that before um, those armies were quite niche. Same with the Easterlings, not a great many options. Had your plastic box set and a handful of other things. Now that you're starting to get these new characters, we're, I think we're going to start to see them being used a lot more as a force. Um, because you're going to have more exciting things that you can do, more um, interactions between the units, uh, and more options to take. You'll start to see them more. So uh, I think that will only increase the variety of armies that we see kicking around. Because mm-hmm. um, really, when you think about Harad, nine times out of ten, when I've played against them before, it was a mummy kill, a couple of serpent riders, and then a box of plastic Harad warriors. Um and that was it. So it's, I think it's really cool to see them being expanded. It is indeed. So I think that brings episode 41 to a close. Um, sorry, it's been a bit random. We, we've been in two different locations, um, various states of consciousness, um, with a variable... We've had an additional presenter <laughs> at random moments. So we'll do our best to have edited, uh, <laughs> edited out the, the really random stuff. But thanks for, for bearing with us. And, and as ever, thank you so much for the support. Because... Yeah, it means the world to us. It genuinely It does. really does. It means a great deal. And if we bring any... You know, if we can bring a bit of joy, a bit of laughter... Um, then we've done what we wanted to do, really. Um, and those of you that have been unfortunate enough to see us out and about, um, that have come up and said hello, thank you very, very much. Because honestly, we just, <laughs> we still get a bit like, oh my goodness, they knew who we were. <laughs> we can't believe it. Um, so yeah, that is wonderful. Really nice. Um, and once more, thank you so much to our patrons for helping to, um, make this all a little bit easier um means the world to us thank you very much so you can find us if you're just listening to a podcast because you downloaded it off of podbean um we have a social media presence on twitter facebook and instagram at the two piece podcast um and we also have a website uh two piece uh where we have a community page and various other gubbins and we try to put articles up as much as possible but 
doing the podcast and our own hobby um, takes up enough of our free time as it is. But we put painting stuff up on there and the show notes always get done, don't they, Dan? I didn't do them for the last one, did I? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we try to get as much detail in the show notes as we can because we listen to podcasts and we know how much we appreciate when somebody mentions something that we don't have to scribble it down on a piece of paper or rewind and listen to it again. Um, but we can go to their show notes and check it out. So we will see you for episode 42 um, in two weeks' time. Thank you very much. Anything exciting happening between now and then? No? I am. Um, right now, I can't even remember what the date is. Neither can I. It's my dad's 60th birthday. Well, that's so that's not really hobby-based. Nope. So we'll see you for episode 42. Bye, Dan, guys. Dan will have a corn codex to talk about. Oh, <laughs> that's what's happening. <laughs> How did I forget that? Goodness me, I'm going to go back and sleep in that bath. You're going to do the Back to the Future news, or am I allowed to stop it? Da 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 da. <laughs>